There we go. Oh, there it is. It's going now. <laughs> What's happening, y'all? Andy Van and Zach Henderson here, coming at you from Living Waters Brewery here in East Nashville. It was a cold day today. We had some snow today. Yeah, that snow was exciting. Um, I don't like snow, so no, not for me. I'm a bad enough driver, period, much less driving in the snow, so I don't mind that it didn't stick around. But of course, we have nothing to complain about compared to our friends and neighbors in New York, Connecticut, well, they know Pennsylvania. How to deal with it. That's the problem with the South is that they don't know how to deal with it. They're, they're just not well equipped for it. Right. So here's how Tennessee, here's how Tennessee does snow. We either have none, we have a dusting, and then every like five to eight years we have like nine inches, which for people who don't live in Tennessee or more south of here is a lot, like, that doesn't sound like a lot, but for like us that's a lot. That's like shut down the entire city a lot. Yeah, I don't think I've technically had a snow day since I've moved to Tennessee. What? We I had, don't think so. I bought our, we bought our house five years ago. And we had, we got snowed in for like three days. We played N64 and drank beer and ate frozen pizza. It was awesome. I think I moved in the year after that. What? Yeah. That, okay, that would make the timing make sense, right? Okay. Now, which actually that that might make sense if it was part of the same storm system because my last winter in Charlotte, we had crazy snow. I think it was probably about the yeah. That was probably we the had same crazy time. snow. Like I think we had like. You know, like Lifetime Fitness does not close for shit, but even they close shop for like three days in a row. Wow, yeah. Yeah, we had bad snow. Yeah, uh, we were stuck in our, I say stuck, we, we literally took backpacks, walked to Kroger, got frozen pizzas in like, like artichoke dip. That's fun. And played N64 and drank beer. That's fun. It was great. It was a lot of fun. But anyway, not that much snow today, clearly, because we're out and about. <laughs> Just the dust thing, it's already gone. So, yep. great. Yeah, actually feels like it's warming up a little bit. Okay. From early this morning. Sure. Yeah. I was out really early, as I'm sure you were. I was out very early. I was tra- I was in the gym working out at 8 this morning. Okay. Yeah. My schedule was flip-flopped today. Got it. So I was training early. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, speaking of training, Andy Van, I'm curious, what do you, uh, what do you listen to when you train? So, lately... I've been listening to a lot of like, I'm gonna call it metal, but relative to like my tastes, it's pretty metal. Mm-hmm. But like, I've been listening to like a lot of like Rob Zombie and like mm-hmm. Mudvayne and Disturbed and like that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. I like grew up listening to. Like when I was younger, like in my teen, like teens in high school, mm-hmm. I listened to like singers that were mad at their dad. Which you might call new metal. Okay, so new metal. I've been sure. listening to a lot of new metal. Cool. But circa like mid two thousands, so anyway, that's what I've been on a kick on lately. Um, then again, I did also play uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe" the other day when I was on the elliptical at Gym Five. <laughs> when the elliptical was the only piece of equipment left for you, the only piece of equipment left at Gym Five, and because I was beat up, I didn't want to train hard. I was like, I just want to go walk on the treadmill, and they were all taken. And I had a tight window, so I got on the elliptical and listened to Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. All right. Anyway. That's, what have, that's what where have, you are. What have you been listening to? Um, I'll be honest. Lately, mm, you know, I will, I will I'll put on like some random tunes. Like I subscribe to a few different playlists on Spotify, hip-hop, metal, rock. Uh, so I'll, I'll get a good smattering of different stuff, but usually when I'm like really training hard, like really going after those working sets, doing yard work, lately, the past few months, Britney it's, Spears. it's been Britney Spears, <laughs> it's been Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yes. Uh, no, my two main go-tos have been Run the Jewels okay. and Parkway Drive. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but sure. Are you not familiar with either? Uh, uh, the either only group? run the jewels. Did they? Did they do nobody speak with DJ Shadow? Yes. I love nobody speak. Yeah. I feel um, n- really nerdy when I sing along to that song because it's. A, if anyone knows the song, if you don't know the song, nobody speak by DJ Shadow and Run the Jewels is a great song. It's also very vulgar, and every time I sing it, I just feel like a white boy singing that song it's just weird it's a weird feeling well um 
you know, there there is a white guy who raps in Run the Jewels, so Okay. You if you I'm just like chopping my vegetables <laughs> and I'm like, nobody speak. Nobody get choked. <laughs> yes, so Run the Jewels is a training favorite. And the album they put out last year is banging. Okay. It is hot. Alright. Yeah, so check out I think it's I think it's RTJ four. Yeah, there's some there's some great tracks, great train tracks. Um, and Parkway Drive is a Australian kind of metalcore bands. Okay. And their first three albums are like some of my very favorite metal music. Okay. I'm always looking for new music yeah. to train to, so I'll check it out. Yeah. Their their later offerings, like their last two albums, are. Uh, a little bit more mainstream metal-ish. So if you're looking for a place to get started, if you okay. don't want to jump into the deep end, I'm just gonna shuffle play. Yeah, yeah. I'm but gonna... Parkway Drive is great training music. Okay. For me. Duly noted. Yeah. All right. So we are back drinking beer this week, and number two actually. Yeah. For both of us. Yeah. Depending on how you measure your ounces. Well, I've had five ounces. I've had, I'm going on like, let's see, that's a 10 ounce pour. So I'm going on 26 ounces. <laughs> anyway. So, actually, we, so we got that going for this us. This is a good segue, actually, because last week in the podcast, we started to talk about something yes. that sort of grinds your gears. Yes. About, we were talking about Spartan races and drinking beer or doing fitness and drinking beer and we started to go on a little tangent with it and we said that we would come back and so we're coming back to it we have our beers we've done we've done our fitness today we're lubed up and so now i'm gonna let you take over because you shared some ideas and some thoughts on saturday and today yeah so i'm just gonna let you i'm gonna let you go well honestly i don't really feel like i have that much original to say but when we broached the topic of alcohol and fitness, it kind of triggered a few things for okay. me. And upon further reflection, I was really, I, I really think it kind of came down to these three or four ideas and concepts. Okay. So we're just, we're just gonna, we're gonna field them. We're, we're gonna volley. Full goes right through. We're gonna volley these <laughs> these ideas a little bit. Okay. First of all, and this is most personal is that I feel a level of ambivalence about being a health and wellness professional, a strength coach, someone who tries to not only be a good example to my clients, but I try to just live up to my own ideals. I mean, you know, as cheesy as that sounds coming out of my mouth. That's fine. It's like I I have high standards for myself that (laughs) that I rarely meet. And when I pair that with, obviously, the nature of my job, which is trying to show other people their potential and help those people reach their potential, um, I I try to balance that with being uh, a real guy and not being hypocritical. So what I mean by that is, well, obviously, I'm sitting here enjoying beers with my buddy Andy. So I'm not gonna be hypocritical and say that I don't drink, um, I will say that I exercise a lot more judgment and prudence than what I used to, sometimes out of necessity, because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting older. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, it's, this is not clear cut. This isn't, I don't really have any other point to offer here other than to just say it's something that I personally struggle with just that ambivalence of simultaneously trying to be the fitness guy, but also being real and and being forthright that I'm not perfect. Although, you know, obviously in vain, I sometimes try to be. So it's really as simple as that. I think that I have an easier, and this is probably not always the case, but I have an easier time turning it on and turning it off. So like, I joke, like jokingly say that I'm a fitness person during like operating hours. So like between like 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. Technically like 6:30 a.m. when I'm at work with clients through like the middle of the day when I like working, or maybe even through like 5 p.m. I'm fitness guy Andy, where I 
eat my meal prep lunches and I walk my dog and I train and I see clients and I do all the things. And then after that, I clock out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not at work. I'm not trying to like, you know, be this image or whatever. Like I deal, I deal with it like the fitness and nutrition. I deal with that on my own terms, but I try to, you know, almost close that day out. Sure. And and, and then be like present in, in the moment as far as now. All that said, my lifestyle has been over time crafted to be fitness. Like, I'm still consciously aware of what I'm eating at night. I'm still consciously aware of what I'm drinking at night. I'm still consciously aware of my body and its needs. So, like, it's still sort of fitness-oriented. But I try really hard to, like... I try to be fitness, like, on TV. As seen on TV. As seen on TV, I'm fitness. Andy Van Strength and Conditioning. Right. But outside that... As seen on your phone screen. I, I, I think, I, and again, not always, I think I do an okay, for me personally, do an okay job of turning it off. Sure. And I think that's maybe another way of putting this, is I do not, I do, not do that well. I do not really have a clear delineation of like what's my professional life and what's my personal life. My, my off switch. Ooh, I struggled with this last year. You and I yeah. have spoken a little bit about this. And yeah. yeah, right. I struggled with that. So, so that comes into play as well. And we were talking a little bit as we were hanging out, you know, before recording. Is this difference between the quote-unquote fitness guy and the quote-unquote real guy? Okay. And my point was, is like, I'm a real guy who's trying to be the fitness guy. You're a real flawed guy. I'm a real, flawed, <laughs> I'm a real flawed guy. Or a fitness flawed guy. So, and that's that's just part of my personal like ethos and and goals. Is like I, I'm not trying to put on airs. I'm not trying to put on a front. But like I literally, like like when I think about like the the type of person I want to be, it airs towards maybe what you might consider the stereotypical like full of hot air fitness guy but i want to be that guy with real substance if you will right and i was gonna and you and i were talking about it earlier i hate those people that are like all all <laughs> fitness all the time mm-hmm. i hate those people i'm thinking about my brachialis right now as i'm as yeah, i'm hoisting see, my I glass hate, i hate those people <laughs> i'm thinking about the beer in this glass i'm thinking about bracing my abdominals and staying yeah. tall in my seat yeah i'm not about that at all but but you put it better, like a better way earlier when we were talking about it, and so I don't remember how you put um, it. Like. How did I put it? Just that. Just that. I'm trying to. I mean that's like that's like my vision. That's that's my vision and my mission for myself. So let's say for sake of argument that real person and fitness person are on a spectrum mm-hmm. away from each other. Mm-hmm. You're somewhere in the middle trying to move to more towards fitness person. Well, that, that doesn't even make any sense because that sounds like a personality. It sounds like an image. Yeah. You're more or less, yeah. there is there is an image, and you're more or less saying that you would rather wholeheartedly and fully embrace, it's not just an image anymore. You're right. trying to marry real guy and fitness guy. Right. I'm trying to make sure there's no image, period. Right. Okay. I'm with, I can be humble with that. Yeah. As well, you damn well better be. Well, Andy. right, and I also don't want anyone to think that like my, and and you've seen this on my Instagram stories and stuff. Like I do food, mm-hmm. and I have animals, and I have a wife, and I have hobbies. I like Toyota trucks. I like you know, there's a lot in my life. I like to read. There's a lot in my life that I like. That's part of who I am, and I try to marry that with fitness. But I also don't take fitness that seriously. Sure. That is purely my privilege. I'm able to do that. But I, I kind of joke around and fuck around about fitness often. Like, if you ever watch, like, I post squats every Monday, and usually I tag it with some silly line or whatever. Point is, I try not to take it all that seriously. And I also try to let, like, I guess what you're saying is, like, that real me and my fitness me be the same me. Right. Um, I guess psychologically or mentally at the end of the day is when I shut off the fitness stuff. Sure. But I do want fitness me, real me, to be the same me. 
and I'm okay with it being a flawed, not idealistic fitness person. Yeah. If that makes sense. Is that similar for you? Yeah. I mean, I think we're both saying more or less thing? the exact same thing. Right. Only I just have a little bit of extra angst because I'm maybe actively trying to be... Well, your image, of your ideal image and my ideal image are not the same image. Right. And that's fine. That's right. okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think we need to belabor this point. Okay. I don't, th I don't think we need to belabor any of these points, no. which, I, which I think would be easy to do. But that's that's kind of the first point that, that kind of just rubbed me when when we broached this topic of uh, you know fitness and booze. Well, and at the risk of continuing the point, I think it's really difficult early in our career. Like you and I are seasoned coaches. We've been doing this for roughly a decade. Mm -hmm. But you and I'll, I'll speak for myself. As a young coach, I felt I needed to be this like top shelf, top level, top, you know, coach fitness person embody all the things be that person and it was it was too much to try like i almost set the standard so high that i knew that i couldn't make it right now strive towards it make improvements sure but then i like again i relaxed it a little bit so i think it's easy to be caught up as a new coach to almost let fitness and nutrition sort of dictate your life and not life dictate your fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yep. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Continue your rant. <laughs> <laughs> Point number two on the rant schedule. All right. So this is, so if, if point number one was more about myself, point number two is my eyebrow raising at other coaches and the industry at large. Okay. So I will preface all this by saying that these are ideas that just come from me experiencing my own bubble in social media, me okay. experiencing my own bubble with like the people that I know. Well, and we should probably um, like use that as like a, like a filter. Right. In other words, your bubble your right. filter is, is positioned a certain way. Our viewpoints look at, like, at coaching and, and fitness as like one unit. Like our entire lives are around this stuff. Right. Our clients and our friends probably don't have the same filter, same viewpoint. Right, right. So, 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 yeah. so other people may not, if you're not into fitness, if you're not a trainer, you may not understand the subtleties or the, the, the prevalence of what's going on that I'm about to... I'm about to communicate okay. that just grinds my gears. Okay. So again, this is still pretty personal, but now it's it's directed at other people. Okay. But it's personal as it relates to my perspectives with the uh, you know with the content that I see and that I consume. So this is basically, if I was to put it in a nutshell, where I see what I interpret as trainers and content creators being very disingenuous with what they put forth to garner attention, specifically in the way of their approach to nutrition. Okay. So, the cliche example is when I see a trainer post a picture of his or her large pizza and beer and say, you know, moderation. Ha hashtag moderation, <laughs> hashtag nutrition, hashtag, you know, whatever you're doing on the weekends. And... Again, I don't want to be hypocritical because I eat the pizza and I drink the sure, beer. Sure. But what I feel like, I feel like a couple, let's say, let's say more than a couple years ago, let's let's say five or six years ago, when if it fits your macros was like a thing. Sure. And if you're not familiar with if it fits your macros, it's basically taking the entire, you know, realm and science of nutrition and basically reducing it down to proteins, carbs, and fats, which. Okay. Has and, its, cal and, calories. and calories, and that has its merits. I right. think we can it's, both. It's a, it's a tool. But I think we can both agree it's a reductionist approach, and that can be fine. But we're not here to. Right. It's we're not tool, here to talk about this. Could be macros. another topic of discussion. It's a tool that works for some people. Right. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what grinds my gears is when I see an otherwise 
knowledgeable standout coach or trainer or content creator who is basically leading with the exception rather than the rule in their content. So the pizza is the exception. It's right. not the rule. Right. Andy's not eating the pizza every day. Right. I shouldn't say Andy because you are actually very well-rounded in the nutrition content that you put out. Well, I like to cook. We talk about it. I like to cook. Yes. We're, we're going to get back to Andy as a good example later. But, like, when I see someone who's, like, trying to garner attention and and they're putting out more pizza content than they are fruits and vegetable content, I see that as disingenuous. I see that as you pandering to the least common denominator. You know what I mean? It's like if you want to sell a diet, all you got to say is you can eat whatever you want. There's no restrictions. And it's like, listen, okay, again, Andy, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, debate the specifics here. Let's leave it at, let's eat like an adult. I think we can all agree that's, that's a good heuristic. So that's what grinds my gears is when all I see health and fitness, fitness professionals posting is their quote-unquote exceptions and I think that leads that 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 I think plants the idea in somebody's minds that like if they see that every day then that's in their mind every day so it's it's a lie essentially and it's essentially a lie right um, it's disingenuous. It, and, and, well, it's an incomplete picture. Right. Um, I think it's one thing to drink beer and eat pizza. Every, like, We're not going to share. We love it. We love pizza and beer. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not... We're not eating pizza and beer every day. And we're not like... I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if most of your life is spent around grilled chicken and vegetables... And you never show that part of your life. You never show like the, the grunt work that goes behind your lifestyle and your fitness, like the boring shit. Like, and that's your prerogative. You don't have to show that, but it's disingenuous. Like, we don't know what the other side of that picture looks like. Dude, it's the same thing with training. Right. It's the equivalent of posting the PR. Right. But none of the hundreds or thousands of reps that you do so, when nobody's looking. Here's what's funny about me posting squats every Monday is that's not by accident. Every Monday I squat, and I post squats every Monday. And the reason I do that is because I squat every Monday and also Fridays. The point being is that I've been a goal of mine is to drive my squat numbers up, and so I show up and I squat every week over and over and over and over again lots and lots of reps add plates it's not like an accident i do that because i don't know if anybody's noticed by watching my stories but like the consistency of posting is also in line with the consistency of like showing up and doing the thing yep so yeah man and that's that's why i love that that's why you know i think the other week you were like oh i know it's boring but i was like you keep it up because it shows right like what it actually it shows the process it shows the process so i'm out here to make apples cool again apples are always cool sidebar i don't like apples <laughs> my dad i grew up with my dad making me eat apple slices or whatever as a kid really and i, I i've always hated apples i've never like if i have to eat one i can eat a green apple of all apples i like green but I don't eat apples ever. I never have an apple. I like bananas and blueberries and strawberries and blackberries and but apples, no, not gonna do it. Alright, well I can't convince Andy Van to get on the apple card. Nope. Unless there's a lot of peanut butter involved. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you see what I mean by by this concept of putting the exception on the pedestal. Well when you and I it's just it's just a cheap way to hook people. And I you think. and I talked about this earlier. Like you, like fitness and nutrition aside, Instagram social media is really great at highlighting your highlights. Right. And so we could extrapolate we're not going to, but we could extrapolate this to like other parts of people's lives, like their relationship or yeah. their job <laughs> or whatever. Like you people want to show 
what they want the audience to see. Yes. And I think it's it's disingenuous as a fitness professional to show all the the bullshit stuff like eating pizza and drinking beer. Yeah. When we all know, at least we, you and I as coaches know, you don't look like you look and train like you train by eating pizza and drinking beer all the time. Yeah. So some balance, some semblance of like balance with like your entire training and nutrition lifestyle yeah. is, is useful to the audience that's consuming your content. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And hey, I mean like the like the daily grinds doesn't need to be something that you like grin and bear. Like it can be fun. Like I mean a lot of the workouts that we just punch the clock with are still fun. Right. I would still rather punch the clock and do like just do like a ho hum workout than not. I love squatting. Otherwise I wouldn't show up every Monday and Friday and do it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So and again, I mean you know, we see the crazy workouts, we see the crazy exercises on Instagram. I mean, in the kettlebell world, that's like a thing that I really just shake my head at because... Uh-oh. Oh, I'm not yeah. in the kettlebell world, so... Yeah, well, there's there's a, there's a lot of... There's basically a lot of... Uh, aerobics classes with the kettlebell going on. Oh, yeah. In the name of, <laughs> quote-unquote, kettlebell strength training. So I'm not going to go there, but it's like, yeah, just like putting in like putting in like the day to day grind, the day to day effort. Like that's nothing to be ashamed of. And again, going back to like what our jobs uh, are as coaches is to help people reconcile that it's like it's the daily grind and you can find you can find satisfaction in that. Right. And then when build success, we talked about that last week on the podcast, like building on successes. Yeah. And then when the, when the highlights come, celebrate them, right? Celebrate them. Absolutely. But like, understand that like those, again, those are the exceptions. PRs are the exceptions, not the rules. Right. You know, and I'm going to have a a conversation, I think tomorrow night with uh, my gal, Lisa, who uh, just did a powerlifting competition over the weekend. She did amazing. She got, she went nine for nine. She got all three uh, competition PRs. Nice. That's awesome. Fantastic. And I tell you, listen, our conversation is going to be dominated by this one fact. She was putting in the punch the clock work for over a year. I was going to ask how long. I was thinking somewhere around a year. Yeah, so I mean, through quarantine, she has a home gym. Right. So she's she's you know very lucky in that respect, and yeah, it was like okay, like our our goal is a powerlifting competition whenever it's gonna come around. Right. You know, with the nature of of COVID, so she just put in the sessions. She put in the hours. Right. Month after month, after session after session after cycle after cycle. The stuff that's not really Instagram or Facebook worthy. Yeah. Like just the grind. Yeah. And listen. If you haven't heard by now, if you haven't if you haven't been told this by now, that's kind of a rule of life. Like there's no highlight without showing the, up and with, doing the thing. Without the ninety nine percent showing up when nobody else really wants to. Right. Right. Okay. So (laughs) So Andy and I can enjoy our beverages and and we can do this podcast. And again, hey, this podcast is a great example. We've shown up for this number four. Four weeks in a row. Is that it? Yeah, number four. Feels like even more. Feels like feels like I've been doing this my whole life, Andy. I know, right? (laughs) It's come so naturally now. So I think you get the idea. Exceptions versus the rule. Um, So that's kind of the second point that I kind of wanted to flesh out. Oh boy. Okay. And so so speaking of you know people on the internet, speaking of influencers and and Instagram trainers. This third point is kind of a further outcropping of that idea, which is the curse of the sponsor daddy. I like that you call it that. I had never heard that. I like that. You've never heard sponsor daddy? I never. I mean, it makes sense, but I've never heard that before. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not sponsored. <laughs> um, no, you're not. I mean, you're you're actually. It was funny. You're wearing an Andy Van strength and conditioning T-shirt. Right. I do have my own shirts. And so you're doing it the right way. And my own hats. And your own hat, which I can't wait to wear. 
Yeah, I'm gonna you're, be, yeah, you're gonna be my sponsor, you. Daddy. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> I can't pay you, <laughs> dude. You can pay me in hats. I can pay you in a hat. You can singular hat, dude. It's a it's a start. <laughs> it's something. It's a start. So, but you're doing it right because you are your own sponsor. Right. You see what I mean? And so I think that's where a lot of trainers sell themselves short, and they enter this deal with the devil. So you might think that okay. And let me make a clear delineation here. If you are a professional social media influencer, in the sense that you are famous for famous sake, and you make your money by promoting other people's products. By being famous. Yeah, right. right. You're famous by being famous by being famous, and you get rich by being famous because you're famous and... I never, I'll never understand how that works. But somehow, okay. somehow you, Ipso you facto. profit. Ipso facto. <laughs> yes, it's like that. It's like that South Park episode where, like, what, what was that episode? Like they sell underwear or something. Oh. It was like step one. I, yeah, and then there was a missing step two, and then make a profit was step. Yeah, three. it was like. It was I don't like, know what happens between being a fitness, uh, an Instagram person, and making a lot of money. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, just a lot of shilling. There's a lot of shilling in the middle. Right. It's like step one, sign up for an Instagram account. Step two, get your filters right. Step three, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, profit. Right. <laughs> so all this being said, if you know how to fill in the question marks between that and profit, more power to you. If you're a professional influencer, this does not apply to you. Right. But if you are a honest Joe or Jane trainer and you train people in real life or with high touch point like online personal coaching if you're someone who is you know really just trying to make a name for his or herself you're trying to build your own brands you're a career health and fitness professional then then this line of thinking does apply to you and and it goes like this you may think it makes you look cool or you may think it bolsters your brands when you say, hey, click my bio link for 15% off, whatever it is that you're showing. Right. You may think that that's doing your audience some good. You may think it's doing you some good just by brand association. 99 times out of 100, you are mistaken. Right. It's diluting your brands. And not for nothing, if... If you don't have anything better, if you don't have anything of, of greater value to offer me as your follower than 15% discount off of candles or supplements or clothes. I did, I did not say clothes, but yeah, let's go clothes. <laughs> or whatever it is that, or, or whatever it is, or whoever your sponsor daddy is, Yeah. then like you need to check yourself. Right. You need to figure out something better to offer the marketplace than a 15% off coupon. I agree. I'm trying to think of this from the perspective of the consumer. As a coach myself, and when I see other coaches do this, I agree with you. I'm trying to think of it from a consumer standpoint. Like, does it... I guess what you're saying, and I'm more inclined to purchase, is that if Zach is a reputable coach which he is and zach has his own like online store where you offer like personal touch coaching or like a video series or an ebook or something that you've created so by extension of you as a coach you have your own resources that i can purchase that's one thing but like that's not an ethical compromise for who you are as a coach right these are just by extension your coaching services packaged up in a bundle, this or that, right? Right. So I don't have an issue with that because all you're doing is what all of us could be doing, should be doing, which is taking our expertise and our skill set and like partitioning or, or, or giving it out in, in certain forms or formats or whatever. But what you and I are specifically talking about would be like, you know, water companies or I don't think sodas do this, but beer companies do this. Or um, fitness apparel. I don't know about the fitness apparel one. Anyway, I'm trying to think of this from the consumer standpoint. Would it bug me 
I think it would. Because now you're, and here's why, because your marketing message now, it's all marketing. Right. Your message now is influenced by your sponsor daddy. Right. And that's what we're, yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so, so it's a matter of, and this is what I try to really get across to a lot of coaches. I mean, a lot of coaches are, listen, <laughs> the barrier like, like the standard or the bar in this industry is unfortunately kind of low. Dude, it's so low. It's very low. So I have the fortunate, uh, I have the fortune of associating with a lot of great coaches who are way above the bar. Right. And I tell them all, just give me something to buy that isn't made by somebody else. Okay, right, that makes sense. Like, if I want to support you, if I want to get deeper into your ecosystem, give me, I don't know, give me an ebook, give me a program, give me a video course, all those things that you said. Right. I don't want to support you by using your affiliate code. I want to support you by actually buying something that you well, you're, made. Yeah, right, okay. That, like, all right, now I'm like, I got it. Yeah. So part of this is like my frustration of like, you're wasting. You're wasting opportunity. Well, you're, you're wasting your potential. Right, your talent and your potential or whatever. You could, instead of just the easy route, it's always the easy route. We all want the easy way out. Right. The easy route is gaining followership and then banking on these affiliate codes to kick you back like whatever percentage of their sales. It's going to be like so low or you could otherwise like hone your craft and you know put together an ebook or a video series or whatever and it, it's your IP your expertise the stuff that people have been following you for and they want to support you and it's not like 15 cents here and there it's like 30 bucks here and there or whatever right. so it's more valuable from the consumer standpoint it's more valuable as a coach you, you appear as more of an expert or, or um, authority in the field. So, yeah, I mean, you're really sort of selling yourself. You're selling out. You're selling out. You're selling yourself short selling out. And and here's the thing. If you think that that's all you're good for, do your thing. Again, I think it's the, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's just like, the, it's the easy way. Like, XYZ companies like, hey, put our affiliate code in, in your bio and we'll give you money. Like, that's easy. I didn't have to do anything. Right. You're, you're profiting off of my followership. Yeah. Now, I will say, in the interest of not being a hypocrite, I simultaneously, I have no problem making product recommendations. And I have no problem sharing, like, Amazon affiliate links or any sort of affiliate links. But that's not my core offering. Right. I'm not creating content around my affiliate links. Right. Right. It's if you are in the market for whey protein and you've already made the decision that you need and want whey protein, and I can just say, uh, I just use ON like everybody else does. I don't, but okay. <laughs> actually, 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 I don't. I use Legion, <clears throat> if anybody is curious. Um, but, and if you want to support me, you can either get it on Amazon, like by yourself, or you can use my affiliate link and I'll get. 45 cents either way is fine but like my 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 association is a not really for sale because i could choose to recommend any whey protein or right. any supplement and b if something came along where i was like really interested in actively promoting something it would have to be there would have to be a special scenario there like either a like you're giving me equity in the company, or somehow I have some sort of say over the ingredients or how the company operates or something. In other words, you'd have to be deeply, intimately involved in the product or the, the right. company right. in order to like feel comfortable chilling for it. Right, right. Well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. And so that's... That's kind of the long and short of, of point number three is because I've also seen this with like Michelob Ultra. 
Right, bringing it back to the fitness yeah. and the alcohol. Bringing it back to booze. That is, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think the first time you and I talked about this, I thought I was following along, and I, I think now that we fleshed it out, I'm thinking a little bit differently. Yeah. I, it's just an ethical compromise. I could not, in good faith, promote alcohol as part of my brand. I drink it, but I couldn't promote it. Right. And, or any company, for that matter. Like, there's a whey protein that I like and a creatine that I like. There are uh, bands and uh, equipment tools that I like, but I, I don't feel comfortable taking kickbacks for promoting those things because then the message is compromised. I'm compromised. Sure. I can just be like, hey, this is something that I personally use and I like it. And if you want to use it, great. But I don't want any sort of financial tie to that brand or that product mm-hmm. because okay. then it, I'm almost incentivized. I am incentivized, literally sure. financially incentivized to promote it. Yeah. I'd almost rather cut ties altogether and go the route of ebook, video series, instruction, whatever guide. Yeah. Something that I have created. If you're going to support me financially, I want it to be something that I have created. Mm-hmm. And not by affiliation with some other company. Yep. It, because it compromises the message, it compromises the ethics. Sure. Especially when it's like alcohol or whatever. Yep. Yep, exactly. Also, and- Michelob Ultra is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> also, disclaimer just so that, like, if any weird uh, troll out there wants to, like, talk some shit, I do use affiliate links. I, I, I do. But, like, again, I don't, I don't lead with it. And like, <laughs> again, I only I only make affiliate links on the stuff that I use and that I like recommend that other people do. So for me, again, it's like a point zero zero three percent let's let's just say it adds a fraction of a fraction of a fraction to my bottom line can you buy donuts with it i think if i keep it up in another three years <laughs> i can take you out i can take you out to status dough and buy me one donut i can buy you an old-fashioned donut and a large coffee oh man that's my favorite also because i think that girl gives us large coffees for the price of small is that is that what i was picking right, up so you- <laughs> You, I didn't tell you this, but the other day we went to Statisto. So you and I worked out on Saturday. Uh-huh. We had we went to Statisto, which is a semi-frequent thing. We always work out on Saturdays. Getting donuts at Statisto is a semi-frequent thing. I showed up first, and she recognized me right off the bat. She was very sweet on me, uh-huh. which is fair because I was sweet back. I mean, I have to give to Gab. How could you not be sweet smile. to Andy? Right. She didn't have old-fashioned donuts, but that's okay. I got a glazed donut, but she was sweet to me. She's gonna listen to this podcast and be I like, hope. "Nuh-uh." <laughs> I'm cutting off right. the free large coffee. Right. Be like that guy. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's point number three. Sugar daddy. I'm sorry. Sponsor daddies. Sponsor daddy. Sponsor daddies. Um, okay. So that was the third point that kind of triggered me. Right. And the very last point, and which... You, I don't think you and I talked about it. It's blank on the paper. It is blank on the paper. This is a surprise to me, everybody. Well, no, we did talk about it. Did we? We talked about it. We just didn't write it down. Okay. And and this is kind of the most obvious and unfortunately most kind of morbid talking point here. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Let's say that I got sponsored by a hard liquor company tomorrow. And let's also say that the day after that, my client's 16-year-old son gets hit by a drunk driver. Okay. How am I going to feel about that? Right. And then, and then you and I, we flesh this out a little bit. So obviously, there's like an there's an ethics and morals there, like selling out again. So then I flipped it because you and I and everybody listening probably love hard liquor. Yak Daniels. <laughs> we won't say specific. We like hard liquor. Whatever. Point is, Zach Daniels. Zach Daniels. Um, if you so, but we would all agree that that it's poison. Alcohol to excess is poison. It, it's bad for you. Right. We all enjoy it. It is a poison. We've discussed this before. But I posed it this way. What if 
Planters Peanuts wanted to sponsor you. Now, a lot of people can eat lots of peanuts and peanut butter. I love peanut butter, but some people can't eat peanuts and peanut butter. Would you feel equally as bad being sponsored by Planters if one of your clients or clients' children had an allergic reaction to peanuts? Would you have the same ethical compromise, like struggle, as you would with like Zach Daniels sponsoring you? See, that's a good question, and I would have to be. I mean, on the one hand, I'll have to be forthright and say, look, if Planners wants to give give me a million dollars. I'll take it. You're going to sell out just like that? <laughs> I'll sell out for planners. And, and and one of my very best friends is definitely allergic to peanuts. So this is something that I have to be careful with. So your point is, like, the, the line has to be drawn somewhere. Right. Because, I mean, even for that matter, like, just by recommending, like, lifting weights or, or bench pressing. If big kale comes at you, you and I are not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> I hate kale. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. I hate kale too. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the line has to be drawn somewhere, and that's up to you. Like I could recommend bench pressing, but like not for nothing. Like some people guillotine themselves on the bench press. So it's like, yeah. Where do you draw the line? And I mean, any sort of nutritional approach that you promote can be construed one way or the other to be unhealthy and to lead to premature death. So, so look. I'm not here to lay out the science between, or uh, you know, with my with my ethics and morals here, because honestly, they haven't undergone any sort of scientific scrutiny. I'm just here to honestly communicate the the, the reasons why uh, the whole booze mixing with fitness idea uh, just kind of triggered me and just kind of rubbed me in a certain way. Because these are all the underlying things that were going on in my in my mind. So, so I just I don't I don't I don't know. I don't really know where that line is. And again, like I feel like as a you brought up the example of NASCAR, right? All right. So like NASCAR obviously has you know each individual driver has many 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 sponsors, right. and a lot of those are booze companies. Beer companies. Beer companies. Right. So that's all well and good maybe for NASCAR because maybe, you know, they have, you know, there's, there's a certain line that you can draw with sports, let's say. Right. I mean, you know, I was even thinking like, you know, NFL, any sporting event, like you're drinking beer as you're watching the game, as right. you're watching the race. So that's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But when you're a health and wellness professional and let's say that you had the luxury of building your own brand okay i really don't see how you could justify aligning with an alcohol company i mean probably just like the beer companies and like don't drink and drive so these people would be like don't consume like irresponsibly right don't drink irresponsibly same thing it's like you you almost like eschew responsibility by like having that little asterisk or whatever. Yeah, and and it goes back to the difference between your sponsor daddy versus being a real guy. Well, right. So it's like if if the booze company is your sponsor daddy, that puts you in a little bit of a compromised position. But if you have no affiliation otherwise, and you're just saying this is what I enjoy and I don't really recommend it or, you know, use your own best judgment. I feel like that's something else. So I guess what we can, what we can do to sort of put a, like a bow on this entire conversation is if you're a consumer of social media, fitness influencers, whatever, um, put on that lens of like, what are their motivations? Like what's right. motivating this author, this fitness professional, this person to write and say what they're writing and saying? Like, is this a genuine message, something that they would buy into, or is this influenced by sponsorship in some way? Because, and like, that's an obvious thing for like anything that we consume. It's right. like, what is the motivation behind this? And I, I think, especially with being a fitness professional, if you're um, shilling for big butter, you're, butter is fine. 
It's better carb. <laughs> I almost answered you before I remember that that's... I'm glad that you caught that, that real quick. What is that, a meme? Is that a... Is that a no, that's it's, a quote from a movie. It's from Mean Girls. Mean Girls, that's, on, right, that's right, that's right, that's right. All right, so point is, if, if I'm showing... What are your motivations? If you're a fitness professional and you are sponsored by whoever... And then your message and your marketing or whatever is influenced by that. Clearly, like, just like take it with a grain of salt. Have that that lens on that filter or whatever, and just try to look past the. the um, I guess get to the meat and potatoes of the, of the of the message and make sure that it aligns with your ideals or whatever, and not influenced by alcohol or tobacco. I don't know who tobacco is probably we didn't even talk about it but could you imagine a fitness professional that's like yeah i smoke like once a week <laughs> i mean yeah it sounds ridiculous but it's not that ridiculous. It's, it's in the ballpark it of is. what we're talking about it here. really is like it's funny how we're like no there's no way but anyway point is all right so just put on that lens of of what is this message and how was it influenced by the person that i'm following right Okay. Perfect. Cool, man. I think I think we fleshed out just about everything that I was ruminating on. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, it was. It was multi-layered. Yeah. Like an onion. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, Andy Van, I have an idea. Okay. How about we cap this episode right now? I can do that. And then we wet our whistles, take a bathroom break, and we come back for a quick round two. That we'll post either, either we'll, either we'll have a twofer this next week, or we'll just have one ahead in the in the vault. One in the chamber. Yeah. I think we have to chamber this one. Let's chamber. I don't know. I feel we've been talking about it. our audience is like, what are they gonna do? Am I gonna hear from them again? Who knows? It's a mystery. You'll have to tune in and find out. Um, yeah. So so thanks for listening in. Hopefully. This just goes to show that I'm sure this is the case with like plenty of industries, plenty of, of professions. There's just there's a lot of gray area, and I think when you take your job seriously, as Andy and I do, these are the things that we think about. Right. These are the things that we always take a second look at, and that we raise our eyebrows to, and that we are not just. You know, we, we don't take your attention for granted. We don't take our influence for granted. Right. And we want to make sure that we're making the world a better place in the best way that we can. Well, and I mentioned this, not to you, but I was thinking about this. Our image as fitness professional matters. Our words as fitness professionals matter. So we're careful about what we will say, what we won't say what we'll associate with because it, it does matter yeah yeah anyway. cool alright this is uh, Andy Van and Zach Henderson thanks for listening A to Z no BS we'll see you next time see you guys